Welcome to Northgate Christian Fellowship's weekly message series. And now, here is Pastor Larry Davis. All right, so the last couple of weeks we've been talking uh, from the book of Acts and about um, this Holy Spirit thing. And uh, we're going to continue kind of that talk today. And I just have to say I'm excited about baptisms today. Because uh, it's really cool that we have a hot tub in here. I know we've been telling the students for a couple of weeks, we're going to make like a student section. They're probably coming in today like, yeah, <laughs> man, you were a kid and you put a hot tub up front. <laughs> and I'm really excited about Nicholas Furnett's. <clears throat> um, uh, the kids in, the, in Dig in the children's area are super excited. There's kids last week coming to bring their piggy banks and dumping their whole piggy banks in their own little buckets. And the junior high, the middle school, uh, did a competition boys versus girls, and the student council got behind, they put signs all over the campus this week, and on Thursday they had their big Nichols for Nets Day, and they had signs always says, the nickel day keeps malaria away, and they raised over $630. So, I said last week, I said last week that the spirit is moving, and you can just see, you guys all have your own, there's so many yay God stories that can come from that. But today we're going to start off with a little Greek lesson. Uh, coming to church, so when you leave later on, you can uh, <clears throat> feel kind of smart and say, yeah, we learned Greek today. <clears throat> so we're going to practice together. Everyone say ecclesia. Ecclesia. Ecclesia means the called out, the church. What about koinonia? Koinonia. Does everyone say koinonia? There you go. Good job. Fellowship. It means fellowship. That's what we're doing here. We're fellowshiping together. And then there's this, this word martyrita. Martyria. Say martyria. Yeah, see, Greek's tough. <laughs> yeah, that, this, that's the word we're going to talk about today. That's where we have to go. Translations are fun. Translations are super fun with lots of double entendres and stuff. There's a, there's a sign in a restaurant in Stockholm, uh, and it says, Ladies are asked not to have babies at the bar. Well, <laughs> that's a fun one. I don't know who would want to go to the bar to have a baby. In a hotel in Paris, there's a sign at the front. It says, please leave your values here at the desk. All right. <laughs> Translations are fun. In Japan, this is my, my favorite one. I saw this one. I got an email about it. And there's a big sign with red letters, like a billboard sign in Japan, for a dry cleaner. And when translated, it's best into English. It says, drop your pants here for best results. <laughs> so translations can be fun sometimes to get them right. <clears throat> in this... This word, this word, martyria, I'm not sure if they got it right. Well, we're going to ask ourselves, did they? It means witness. Martyr means, martyria means witness. Today we're going to talk about that in a different way, though, in reference to boldness. Everybody say boldness. Boldness. That's good. Did, that, did the video you just saw bug any of you? Bother you at all? There's a certain amount of boldness that was happening in that video. And so today, we're going to deal with that together. We're going to deal with this, this boldness, this ability to be a witness, this deal that God wants us to be with us so bad. He has such a desire for people to come to know Jesus Christ that he needs us, wants us, has called us to an unbelievable level of boldness that doesn't come naturally for most of us and I would say it doesn't come normal for any of us. When it comes to being bold about what we want or our needs, but it's different when it comes to being bold about God's and others' needs. 
being bold about Nichols Fournette's, about orphans in other countries and in this world and here in the United States. Being bold enough to talk to the kids at your school. The ones that maybe like look weird, that like dress really funny. Being bold to the people who when you're waiting at the grocery store to park in the spot, park in front of you. Or those people that drive down the street with their music blaring, whatever it is, and banging away, and all of a sudden they pull up next to you, and you're like, ah, turn it down. Being bold about that. And then all of a sudden you get out, and God's saying, go be bold. And being bold probably doesn't mean walking up to them saying, hey, that was my spot. (laughs) Or turn the music down, man. That's like the devil music. You know where those people go? Being bold probably doesn't mean saying, you're a freak. Why do you dress like that? So this, this word martyria, this word for witness, this word for all stand up for Jesus, has come down to the word martyr. Now, we know it not as witness, but as someone that's willing to die for their faith, their belief. And today, we're going to look at a story of the first martyr. It's found in Acts chapter 6. If you want to follow along with some of the story, there's Bibles next to you if you don't have one. And if you don't have a Bible, I just want to tell you guys, feel free to take that as our gift to you just to get into the Word. So Acts 6. We're talking about this, this man named Stephen. I'm going to read this first part. It says, Acts 6.1. In those days when the number of disciples was increasing, the creation Jews among them complained against the Hebraic Jews because their widows were being overlooked in a daily distribution of food. The creation Jews among them complained against the Hebraic Jews. So this is kind of what's happened. Let me give you a, a quick little map to where we've gone. So the church has started now, and... Many, many people are com- coming to, to know the Lord, what he's done for them, becoming Christians. And everyone then was Jewish. And it's, it's like some religion still now today is when people said, okay, yes, I, I want to follow Christ and I believe in him and he's my Lord and my Savior. They were ex out of the family. And so they, they, a lot of them became widows uh, and themselves because they were following Christ. And so the church would come along and do some things just as we've done here and was taking care of their people. And taking care of everyone, they'd have offerings to take care of them. And what happens is, is you have these Galatian Jews uh, and the Hebraic Jews. And uh, the long and short of it is, is there was a language barrier. Uh, some, some spoke Hebrew, uh, some spoke other spattered bits of the language. And so they didn't really communicate really well. And what they said is, hey, these people who can't communicate really well are kind of being left, in, left out. We need you to take care of our widows. So then the long and short of that is, it's, it's prejudiced. So they don't understand each other. You get that? Yeah? So this is like real stuff. We had that today. Now. So that's what's going on. And so they said, okay, we got to take care of this. But that's not our job as the disciples. We need to be praying for people and investing into the Word. So we need to, we need to get some people. And so they, they, they got this man named Stephen. And Stephen has a short little spot here in the Word. But... It's amazing what he does and what he can teach us. I, I have a picture here of St. Stephen. Uh, this is a painting by Carpa- Carpaccio. 
And uh, you can see him there. And um, Stephen, his, his basically his job was to be uh, like a busboy, a servant, to make sure that people were fed and that the communication barrier was broken and that they were able to be taken care of and they had a voice. And so Stephen becomes the first martyr. See, he's, he's here and he's giving a message right now. He's sharing the story of Jesus to people. And then, here's another picture. You can go to the next one. This is another, the next picture of Stephen. Um, this is when he's being stoned after he gave his message with boldness. And you can see he's the one with the little halo. You know, that a lot of times back then they put the, the pictures with that to show that he's the good guy. Kind of like in the westerns, he, they wear the white hat, not the black hat, to show he's the good guy. And you can see that they're getting ready to throw rocks on him there. And uh, they, won't, they weren't normally dressed like that. Or maybe they were, they, he might have worn sandals today. But it just depicts people in that time. So what it's really showing us is that this is us now. They would have been dressed if they painted this picture again. It would have, they would have looked like you and me. So we're going to do a little reading. So you, you've heard now that um, they've had to pick some people. Uh, and if you want to flip to the next slide there, we'll read some of this stuff together. It says in Acts uh, 6, 5, it says this proposal, which the proposal was, hey, we need to pick some guys. So it says, this proposal pleased the whole group. Now, it's not really colored, I don't think. But um, they, they chose Stephen, and I want all of the girls to read this part. We're going to trade on and off. So if you're a girl, you're going to read this part. So you're going to read the part that's in italics. So they chose Stephen. Girls. <laughs> Come on. A man full of faith. In the Holy Spirit. Think, think of a guy at the beach. And this guy is walking. And man, he is full of faith. And the Holy Spirit. Right? I want to I hear, hear Stephen like that. Alright, so let's try, let's try this again. Alright. So this proposal pleased the whole group. They chose Stephen. That's what I'm talking about. Now, men, that's how you want a girl to talk about you. And I'll tell you this, side note. If you are full of faith in the Holy Spirit, the right women will act like that towards you. Believe that. Yeah, amen? Huh? Girls, there you go. So, next uh, slide says, Now, Stephen, a man full of God's grace and power, performed great wonders and signs amongst people. So, guys, I'm going to give you your shot. You're going to read the stuff that's not in italics. So, I'll set you up. Now, Stephen. All right, guys, let's talk about that a little bit more, too. It's a little tougher for you. A man full of God's grace and power. Grace, to be a gracious man, to understand love from another. A gracious man, to understand that God came and first forgave him and gives him the ability to forgive another. A gracious man. But then he's filled with power. So, man, let's give that shot again. Now, Stephen. It's a little tougher. They're like, grace and power. (laughs) So then he he began to perform these great signs, (laughs) these miraculous signs amongst the people. It says then, uh, you can go to the next slide, Acts 6.10 
As he was speaking, as you saw the picture of him, he's now giving this message with grace and power. It says, they could not stand up against his wisdom or the spirit by whom he spoke. The spirit, not a spirit. They could not stand up against his wisdom or the spirit by whom he spoke. Those six words I want you to hang on to today. The Spirit, not a Spirit, the Spirit by whom he spoke. And they killed him. So today we're going to take a journey to see if we can move from here to the Spirit by whom he spoke. So let's talk about our world for a minute. The culture wars wars that are going on. We're, We're living in a world right now that isn't getting any easier to talk about Jesus. There's these people out there, the YouTubes, the bloggers. Everyone has their own opinion right now in this social media. There's people that are saying that the, the Bible, this Bible belongs in the trash. On a used bookshelf somewhere, that Jesus is just a story. That we're human. God's dead. We're idiots. Saying things like, what? 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 You against gays? What? You, you're against sex before marriage? Everybody's doing it. You really believe in heaven and hell? And before we know it, we're so wimpified, we can't even hardly speak. Because everybody's okay. All dogs go to heaven, right? We don't want to be like one of those people calling down hell, fire and brimstone, and calling down damnation. And then then you got these bozos, like, that's my nice word, in the video, that are going to funerals, of these homosexuals holding up signs that says, God, God hates fags. And I remember the Rose Bowl uh, a year ago was, was slightly ruined for me at the end. It's right around this time of things. And uh, at the end, uh, it had kind of ended. And then all of a sudden, around the corner comes the giant, like, parade. Uh, and I don't even know how, I don't even know what you call them. But holding up these signs, trying to make some sort of statement. And for me, sitting there going... Do not do that. Because that's not the grace and power like Stephen had. Gone out and asked what Jesus is most known for. People respond saying, dying on the cross, loving on people, healing the sick. He came to seek and save what was lost. He didn't come to make a museum of the saints. He came to bring hospital for the sick and the healing. What are Christians most known for, then asked? Judgmental, hypocritical, non-accepting. And unfortunately, it was more about the guy holding the sign. I think sometimes the church is known more today for the lines drawn declaring who's in and who's out. What happened? Jesus says, when you love, that's when you know they're my disciples. Why wouldn't they say that? They love. They accept. They right the wrongs. That's what God had in mind with this Holy Spirit, this this boldness. So here we're in this culture today, and we're saying, you know, know, my, my, my religion is a very private thing, and I don't, I don't want to push that on you. And so this whole witness, fear to faith kind of deal, Holy Spirit thing, that stuff's for the preacher, okay? Here's my problem with that. If, if we believe that we, you and me, are unwilling 
to be bold about Jesus in our sphere of influence, there's only two reasons for that. Number one, we don't really believe it. And number two, we just don't care. None of those are like happy reasons. If we're here and we don't believe it, what a bunch of fat liars we are. But if we don't care, what a bunch of big jerks we are. If you really believe that Jesus is the Christ, we can't be quiet, for heaven's sakes. I believe that when we believe in something really strongly, we really believe it, we have no problem talking about it. We have no problem talking about it. Uh, Let me give you an example. What if I came to you and said, uh, you know, I've been thinking, and uh, two plus two equals five. You're not going to go, oh, okay, well, you have your math and I have my math. So, I mean, we can't hang out that much because, you know, you do your thing and I'll do my thing and, you know, two plus two is whatever and I'm, I think it's five. That's not going to work. Try that, try that at like Walmart. Go there. Five dollars, please. Well, here's two and here's two. It's five. They're going to say no. No. Uh, two plus two is four and you're wrong because there's this thing called math and there's a right and a wrong. So when it comes to someone that's saying, well, well, every religion's okay, all roads lead to heaven. If we're not willing to say that in the Bible, Jesus Christ said that he is the way, the truth, the light, and no one else comes to the Father except through him, it's not to beat somebody down, it's to point them in the right way. Boldness. That takes boldness. Say boldness. Boldness. So where do you go to buy this boldness? Where do you go to buy some Stephen juice? (laughs) Exactly. It It came from awareness of where God was. Not just who he was, where he was. Last week I showed you this example, and I'm like totally third grade. I like redoing things a lot, so you really get the point. So I'm going to show all you friends again. Some of you new friends that weren't here. So in the beginning, we had man and we had God, right? God's on the right hand. Man. Good. All right. So in the beginning, we had Adam and Eve. It said that they walked in the coolness of the day in the garden together. That was totally cool, literally. So they're walking and they're talking and they're hanging out. God made them in his image and they had this relationship. They're together. Can you imagine what that must have been like? And then one day, man, well, woman and man, well, woman, but we're not going to point any fingers, took a, <laughs> took, took a piece of fruit. It's in Genesis, just read it. <laughs> took a piece of fruit. And uh, it made God really, really sad, and we separated ourselves from men. And this begins this whole line of where I, I for a while, was personally confused, right? Because I always thought, you know, I'm working my way back to you, Lord, all the way here. That's not how it always worked. We were always just here, and we start seeing that God always came and visited because he wanted to be with us so much. It says that when they were building... Um, the Tower of Babel, that uh, he came down, which talked about a far distance. We were separated. He was far from it. He didn't just walk up alongside him and said, what are you doing? 
He came down to us. So then later he goes and talks with Jacob after he left his brother Esau in visions. And he comes here and says, hey, I'm here. And then later on, he comes even further, many, many people. And then all of a sudden he comes down to Moses in a burning bush. And then comes even closer and says, come up here on this mountain, Mount Sinai. And then it goes from being on Mount Sinai, just God with Moses spending time speaking with him to, I want to be with you. And so we put him in a box and we carried him around in the tabernacle. And God said, man, I, I don't want to be so far away. I want to be like with you and amongst you. Oh, it wasn't ever us being like, come be with us, please. He just kept fighting and going with us to explain the distance thing where I think we get it wrong a little bit more. Uh, I remember riding with my grandparents in their old station wagon a long time ago, and I'm sitting there, and it was the bench seat in the front, and we drove by this, uh, this uh, car going the other direction, and it had the just married stuff on it, and like the, the cans flapping around, and they're sitting right there driving together next to each other, all happy, and, and all of a sudden, my grandma goes, I remember when we used to sit like that. <laughs> and my grandfather, in his all his wisdom, looked down and said, I ain't moved. <laughs> <laughs> But that's not the case. That's not the case. We haven't moved. We're playing that part. And God is, keeps coming back to us and, oh, man, I just want to be so close to you. And then comes down, and then he's in the temple, and there's a sheet. And no one can really go visit him, but only like once a year. And then if you go in there and you don't do something right, you're going to die, long and short of it. Can you imagine that today? You come into church. Uh, don't, don't take your soda in there. Uh, coffee. Remember your older brother? Yeah, it wasn't good. <laughs> you, you imagine, it, God, he was right there so close, but it still wasn't good enough. So then he sent his, his son, born of a virgin, named? No, born of, oh yeah, Jesus. Sorry, I should have gone a little further. Born of a virgin named Mary, named? Jesus. Ah, yes, I thought that would help the virgin part. So, um, now he's walking and he's talking with us and looking him in the face. God is now with us, amongst us. And it's like it was in the beginning. It's almost like, and then we messed it up again. We beat him. We kicked him. I don't want to kick it over because I don't want to hurt stuff. And we spit on him. And we whipped him and mocked him and hung him on the cross. And then he died. And then he rose again. And that still wasn't good enough. We were still scared. The disciples still lived in fear. And, and then Jesus went and he ascended 30 days, 40 days later into heaven. And the disciples sat there and looked up and they were watching him as he goes up. And an angel comes down and says, what are you looking at? And he's, Jesus just went up there. Well, what are you, okay, so now what are you going to do? I don't know. And he told them to go back and to be bold. But wait, but wait for what? Well, he said he was going to send you something. I can't tell you what it is. And then in Acts 2, we read that later, he comes, as he had gone down, he comes back and he sends his Holy Spirit in us. It's separating his living in each one of us, inside of us. When the Holy Spirit came back into the disciples' lives, and even into our lives, our lives, their lives, should never be the same again. Most of them were killed. Stephen was stoned to death. Paul, Paul later on was like, don't you guys get it? He says in Corinthians six nineteen, 
Don't you guys get it? Don't you know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? It's not just like a conversation next to him. He's in us, inside of us. Some of you are thinking, oh, I'm going to come to church because I want to get closer to God. He rode with you. (laughs) It's kind of freaky. It's kind of freaky to think about because he's with you all the time. Can you think about that? Like every date you've ever had is like having it in church. It's kind of freaky. It's kind of scary. He's he's with you all the time. You know, every movie you watch and go to, can you imagine saying that? <laughs> what you think about that scene, Lord? Eh? <laughs> think about that. Every, everything you've looked at on the internet, everything you've said to somebody else, he's with you. He's like in your shirt. It'll make you think a little different. So here's the challenge, the big, let's sew it all up. So we talked about this, you know, going from fear to faith and this faith and action through the Holy Spirit. What might he be calling you to do? And now let's be bold and talk to people, this boldness like Stephen had. So this is my challenge for this week. It's the challenge of it. I'm going to call the Holy Spirit it right now. A lot of people, because they come up to me and go, how do you, you, I mean, you said that you adopted this boy from Ethiopia and, and you feel like God told you what does that mean? What does that look like? Or you're asking me to say, all right, God, what's your will for my life? Say something. What does that look like? What's God? I'm going to tell you. This is a challenge of it. So it says in the scriptures that my soul waits in silence to be still and be quiet and listen for him. It uses uh, in Psalm 62.1, still, quiet, be, and silence, waits, those different words. We get really busy in life, right? We watch a lot of TV. We listen to lots of music. We just have like a million lists going on. We feel very stressed. We're doing a lot on our own. And the challenge of it is can you listen for it? Because it is here. and It is talking to you all the time. All the time. You know like um, those conversations you have with yourself? I'm going to say it. And you're like, man, that's like a fantastic idea. How did I come up with that one? I know you've probably even said that to yourself in your head because it gave it to you. <laughs> Have you ever had those conversations with it and it saying, mm, don't do that? And then you try to rationalize it? Have you ever sat there and all of a sudden been like, man, I, I, should, I should walk over to that person and help them with this? Or I, I don't know why I called you. I just felt like I needed to call you. Just, I popped you a text real quick. You were on my mind. And then all of a sudden, they're like, oh, man, that was like the perfect timing. Because it told you to. That's it. That's it in you. It's talking. But you know how you hear it? You got to be quiet. What does that mean? Don't go, it doesn't mean go in a locked room and be quiet. This means like slow down for a minute. Have you, ever, have you ever tried driving with the radio off and other things not happening? But not like this. Not making, because a lot of times we start making our own little lists, our little checklists us. But just being quiet, have a conversation with yourself, with your heart, with your mind, your soul all together. It's there talking. And for those of you who don't know it, and, and you said, man, I'm, I don't even get Jesus all the way yet, and he's the one who gave you it, I'm going to tell you, it's in you, because you're, you're made by him. You maybe have heard this, 
God's here. He's waiting for you all the time. And you just got to say yes. He's right there the whole time he's been there. He has been. Because if you all of a sudden be quiet, your challenge this week is to listen for it. He's probably whispering sweet things to your heart. I'm telling you that he is. And that's how you'll know. He's there. So your challenge this week is it. For everyone. This week, one week, just try to listen and focus on it and do what it says. And your life will be changed. I promise you. Well, I can mostly promise you. Because I don't understand all of it. But that nothing bad's going to happen. That great things are going to happen. You're going to come back so excited and refreshed. Be like, oh my gosh. I found it. And it was amazing. You pray with me? Father, just thank you for the story of Stephen and just the story of boldness and how he couldn't have done it without you and it. The spirit by whom he spoke, God, just speak to us. Lord, just help us speak for you in our actions, with our words, with everything that we are, as hard as it is. Father, challenge us this week to be near to you, near to you, and to know you even more. Father, if there's people here today, and I know, God, that there's people here in this community that don't yet know you, that we could be bold. And Lord, that they would hear of your, of your love and your compassion that you have come for us. Lord, just bless us and guide us and direct us in everything we do. In your name, amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message. We trust that you'll join us again soon for another uplifting message from Northgate Christian Fellowship located in Benicia, California.